Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, that's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And this is your AEW Double or Nothing prediction show. And if you've listened to one of my prediction shows before, you know, I'm not just breaking down a match and telling you who's going to win. I'm also giving you who I would like to be surprised with, or what I would like to be surprised with. So, that is one thing that I want you guys to write me about. Um, If you have been on the Facebook group, All Pro Wrestling, all the time, then you have seen little questions that have been put uh, up from different sites as far as would you like to see Orange Cassidy beat Pac and uh, Kenny Omega and things like that. So, going to be talking a little bit about that. Going to be talking about a lot of the things that people have been saying on Twitter, on Reddit, even some on other podcasts. You guys know, I don't think uh, some other podcasts go quite as far as I do. So, uh, they need to get after it. But anyway, this is the third year for Double or Nothing. It started in 2019, and this one will be happening in Jacksonville at Daly's Place and also the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. It is going to be a full-capacity crowd. Now, don't go wild. This is not going to have 50,000 people in it. It's going to be at Daly's Place, it, full capacity for there is 5,500. Now, the kickoff show is going to be at 7.30. And we already know what the kickoff match is going to be. It is going to be the NWA Women's Championship match. If you guys watched this past week... Actually, I think it was the week before. Serena Deeb, who is the champion, came back. Um, And, yes, she is hurting still some from her surgery and her injury. But, guys, she looked really good in her first match back. Yes, they played up the injury. um, 
they had, I can't remember who she took one, but they had her being put in different holds that she could sell for. And that is one thing that Serenity definitely can do, is sell. Um, it's going to be versus Riho, though. Riho was the first AEW Women's Champion, if you guys don't remember. She got caught in Japan for the COVID-19 pandemic and has recently just came back to the States. She's very athletic. She's very small. Not saying that Serena Deeb is some big powerhouse or anything like that. Just, she gives off to me that she knows more moves, more counter moves, and more submission moves than what Riho does. So, I'm predicting here that we possibly see someone come out after Serena Deeb wins this match. Um, I don't think with Riho being signed to an AEW contract that she really wants to go on NWA and defend this belt. And I think that's a big part of it. Whereas Serena Deeb does not care. She has said that before. I can see her getting confronted either before or after the match by Thunder Rosa. That would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, I hate for them to ruin that surprise because I think whoever wins, which we'll talk about shortly, the Shadia Britt Baker match, Thunder Rosa will be there asking for a title shot. But for the kickoff show, 7.30, Serena D winning. And then the main show starts at 8 p.m. So we're just going to kind of go through these matches. They've been listed different ways. No one, it seems like, truly knows what order they're going to go in. I think with the crowd coming back, I think you have to, number one, get them fired up, get them excited and interested, and get them on their feet. And when I think of well, how would I book this? What would be my first match? I think there's only two contenders for the first match to kick it all off and make sure we start off with a good pay-per-view. And that is either the Sting Darby Allen taking on Ethan Page Scorpio Sky match or the Adam Hangman Page taking on Brian Cage. I think they go with Brian Cage and Hangman Adam Page. I think before the pandemic started, crowds went away 
Hangman Page was completely over. I think had the pandemic not started, they would have ended up doing a storyline with Hangman Page and, of course, Kenny Omega. Are they ready to start that, though? Um, I don't know. And the thing that I wonder about in this match, number one, we know Hangman is backed up by the Dark Order. And two, we know Cage is backed up by Team Taz. We also know that... Brian Cage has been having problems with Team Taz. And absolute Ricky Starks is out for a little while longer. So he can't help. I don't think we see any interference in this match. I don't even know if any of them come out with anyone else even to stand on the stage. Because that's one thing that Hangman asked for was for it to be a one-on-one match and no one around the ring. So I think Paige gets that stipulation. Now, after the match, gloves are off. Who should win this match? Honestly, it should be Brian Cage. Why? Because he's lost way too much. He is the machine. And if you're going to paint that picture, he needs to win. Um, he, every time they took on Sting and Darby, not in a match, but just in the ring. He pretty much got beat. Uh, they got beat in a cinematic match. He's come back. He's lost to smaller guys. I think Brian Cage should win this match. But I told you at the very beginning of this. The very first match needs to get people on their feet. They need to be cheering for something and at the end of that match be excited for something. So I am predicting Adam Hangman Page will win this match. Even though, honestly, I don't think he should. He can take another loss and it still be okay. So let's now go to the match that I mentioned earlier. Let's go to Sting, Darby Allen versus Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. As bad as I want to see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky win this and them get put over and really come into their own. Uh, Ethan Page is a great tag team partner as witnessed when he was in Impact Wrestling, he was with Josh Alexander, and they were the North. Scorpio Sky is also a great tag team wrestler, 
as he showed with Frankie Kazarian as part of SCU, they won the very first AEW Tag Team titles. However, I wish in this they would have built it a little differently, and I guess the reason why they didn't was because WWE owns a lot of the footage that they would need in order to build it. Um, if any of you read my article at Border Fuel, it was about Darby Allen, and I went into their history. Ethan Page, um, if you watch the series on Vice, it is called The Wrestlers. It's episode one. It talks about young wrestlers that are coming up that people should watch for. They actually show part of the long program through a lot of different matches that Darby Allen and Ethan Page went through. In that particular match that they filmed that night for the wrestlers, like I said, episode one, you saw Darby Allen do absolutely crazy stuff. But what you won't believe, and you have to watch closely, is the crazy stuff Ethan Page does. And at the end of that match, he picks up a shovel and hits Darby Allen in the elbow. Full force, because Darby has no care for his body whatsoever, and tells people, you can be as stiff as you want. Well, Ethan Page took him at his word, nails him with a shovel, and breaks his elbow. He doesn't want to go to the doctor due to insurance and all of that. They eventually talk him into it. And he goes, has to have a metal plate put in his elbow. And if you look real closely, you can still see the scar. That long program that they did in Evolve, they told the ups and downs and threw their body completely into it. And that's kind of what they showed you when Ethan Page threw Darby Allen down the steps. And Darby said, I lost my balance. I actually didn't fall the way I thought I was going to. And he was in some pain. We now know that they have beaten Darby up and Darby has his ribs taped up, which they're going to be taken advantage of. But do any of you and I do mean any of you, think that in Sting's first live match back after, I think it's six or seven years, at 61 years old, in front of an audience, that he's going to lose? You're nuts. They're, they're not going to have him lose. Now, Will something happen afterwards? I fully expect it. Fully expect if Darby um, promoted or throughout this idea for these two to tangle, 
I think we're going to see Ethan Page, Darby Allen, too. And I think it will be a program that will keep Darby pretty busy so that he doesn't have to go immediately back into the TNT title pitcher. So let's talk about the TNT championship pitcher. Guys, we're we're in a, a situation here, kind of like the Hangman Page, Brian Cage issue. Miro has finally found himself in AEW. He is still smart aleck. He's still wisecracking, very witty, showing off his smarts. But he's also showing his brutality. And I don't think anyone should discount that. And you have Lance Archer. Lance Archer, I feel like, has lost to everyone. At this point, I don't know why he's here. He's not the murder hawk monster. And I think if he loses to Miro, where does he go? Do they send him to AEW Dark forever? Does he take some time off, revamp things, and get it together? Because all I hear is Miro is going to keep the belt. It's too soon for him to lose it. What exactly does that mean? If any of you guys want to write me and tell me that, um, my email address is prowrestlingot at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at ProOvertime. It's two O's, ProOvertime. Yes, the direct messages and private messages are on, so that you don't have to write your feelings on it uh, where everybody can see it. Uh, you can also go to Facebook. It's uh, Pro Wrestling Over Thomas Page. Or you can go to Instagram and write under where this episode will show up. Or, again, on Pro Wrestling Over Time on Instagram, uh, the DMs are open. But I really would like to know where does he go from here? And why do you think it's too soon? Well, let me tell you why you think it's too soon. Because WWE has conditioned you to be that way. Now, I know a lot of you went, what? Yes. You have let WWE, where there hasn't been competition in a while, and most fans don't go to the indies. Now, they may go to WrestleCon or GCW on WrestleMania week or something like that, but they don't follow it all the time. I would be willing to bet that most of you listening to this episode only follow WWE and AEW. You don't follow MLW or NWA or Impact Wrestling or uh, New Japan Strong. And they've got some great storylines going on with some great wrestlers. Some of which I'm going to mention here in a little bit. But anyway, it's not too soon for Miro to lose this title. And 
have him come out being too cocky, thinking that he can overpower Lance Archer, and Lance Archer taking advantage of it, and winning the TNT Championship. Guys, I really thought when Miru won this from Darby Allen, I thought, this is going to be a long-term thing. They're going to, you know, keep the belt on him for a while and really pump him up. Um, now, I don't think they are. I think they see how over he is. I think they actually give the belt to Lance Archer and let those two do a program. Jake the Snake Roberts kind of gets involved a little bit. Miro, obviously, upset. And um, I really do, I think this takes up the next month or two while Darby is also messing around and playing with Ethan Page and getting him back a little bit. So I'm predicting there, boom, title change. And it's going to Lance Archer. Then we have Cody Rhodes versus... Anthony Agogo. Now, it was thought that Anthony Agogo had broken some ribs. Kind of unsure whether or not he was actually going to be able to participate in this match. From everything I'm hearing, um, he did not break any ribs. Now, that may be, you know, a work, but... Um, he is not wanting to get out of this match. Do I think Anthony Agogo is a strong enough character in AEW to get over on Cody? Sure. I think Cody would put him over in a heartbeat. Do I think they will? No. Because, see, here's the thing. He's 2-0. and Let me repeat that. He's 2-0. and Does he deserve his third win to be over Cody Rhodes? No. And you're thinking, what? What do you mean? Okay. Let's sit down and think about this. In a storyline, realistically, position. Does it make sense that a boxer, not a wrestler, he's been learning how to wrestle at QT and Cody's school. He has graduated. He has took on two matches. Two He's a boxer. He knows how to throw a punch. So yes, he could beat Cody, I guess, by throwing a punch. And then Cody could re-challenge him and say, we're not going to use boxing. But when you seriously think about this storyline, should a go-go with Pretty much no pro wrestling experience. 
be able to defeat Cody Rhodes, who was not only an amateur four-time state or three-time state champion of the state of Georgia in high school, but also went to college and wrestled, and then started out on the WWE main roster. Do you think that someone who's been professionally wrestling since I think they were 20, 19, 20, should beat a guy that, that just started, I would say, nine months to a year ago? Does that seem like a realistic storyline? No. No, it doesn't. But, Cody ducking a punch, or even taking a punch, in order to counter-move him and wrap him up to win the match. Because, even though when I look at Twitter and I look at Reddit, everybody wants to talk about how awful Cody Rhodes is and how everybody hates him. As you get out and talk to normal wrestling fans, the casual wrestling fans, they don't hate him. They love him to death. He is, for tonight, going to be the American Dream. He's taking on his dad's nickname. He is fighting for America on Memorial Day weekend. You think Cody Rhodes is going to lose this match? No. No, he's not. After the match, will Ogogo and QT Marshall just about kill him? Yes. Now, I hope this is not the storyline that they use to write him off. He's got a TV show that they're currently filming. Obviously, Brandy's pregnant. I don't know whether he how much time he's taking off. Let's put it that way. But this would be the perfect way. Having a go-go beat him up after he wins and having QT Marshall. Because guys, think. That's the real storyline. It's not a go-go versus Cody. It's QT Marshall using his faction the factory, against Cody. He, himself, hasn't had the big pay-per-view or seasonal event. I look for that to happen probably, I don't know, July 4th? Maybe in August, I don't know. I, I would say probably around July 4th. But I think Cody wins this one. Then, we'll go to the Casino Battle Royale. Um, I know a lot of people don't like how they do this. I like it. It's different. I like them coming out in suits and four people coming out at a time. You don't have to wait that long. You don't know who of the four is coming out. It could be two tag team members that are coming out that are going to help each other. You don't honestly really know. So I kind of like 
the casino casino battle royale set up this way. However, I did hear uh, one of the walk walk culture guys talk about how they wished that guys would draw numbers and they would have a roulette wheel spin and whatever number it ends up on that's who comes out and you do it every 90 seconds and obviously if it hits zero or double zero then the joker wild comes out so casino battle royale everybody that i've heard pick someone has tried to pick Christian Cage. Can he win it? Yes. Should he win it? Yes. Uh, does this prove he can outwork everybody? Yes. Will he win it? I don't think so. I think everybody jumped on the bandwagon in AEW. If you jump all over the bandwagon, then they like to swerve you, shock you. And I think Christian Cage probably will either go out very quickly, like within the first minute he's in there, or he'll be around for the final four, maybe even the final three. I don't think he wins it, though. You've got Matt Sedell, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta El Zerlo, Jungle Boy, uh, Matt Hardy, uh, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, uh, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, and Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Comorato. I always miss mispronounce his name, and I am sorry for that. Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson. I think this comes down to Christian Cage, Penta, Jungle Boy. Why am I saying these numbers so slow? Because I've got them wrote down and I'm actually underlining them. Because I'm actually talking through this as we're going. I don't have this already set up with who I'm going to pick. But I think that's your final four. Unless there's a surprise as the Joker's wild. So I look for Christian Cage to have a great showing. Jungle Boy always has great showing. Penta has a great showing. And QT Marshall. And it would not surprise me if QT is one of the final three or final two. So let's talk about Joker's Wild. Who do I seriously? No, let's go for rumors. I'm hearing Paul White. Yes, he made a statement that he was dying to get back into the ring. Do I think he's the Joker's Wild? No. It really will surprise me if he ends up being the Joker's Wild. I don't think he will be. Who I would like to see is 
an impact wrestler. Um, I would like to see, because remember, whoever wins this gets a shot at the AEW World Championship. And if they're from Impact, it may they may say, I don't want a shot at AEW, I want a shot at the Impact title. I would love to see Sammy Callahan be the Joker's Wild, Trey Miguel, or TJP. Of course, if we're going out on the moon, I want Okada. Um, do I think they do that? Um, I don't think so. I hope they bring an Impact Wrestler in. Because other than the Good Brothers, we've not seen anybody come through this way of the Forbidden Door. And like I said, I would love to see Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan, or TJP walk through as the Joker's Wild. Yes, I agree with all of you who have been saying that you want it to be Andrade. Not because I want Andrade in AEW per se. I just think it would be a very special event for him to be the Joker's Wild, win it, and be competing at Triple A, Triple Mania against Kenny Omega, not only for his Triple A belt heavyweight championship belt, but also for the AEW championship belt. I think they would draw a lot more viewers, but that would also mean that Omega would automatically win. Whereas, I think if Andrade does not show up in this, I don't think you have to worry about him. I think that um, he will win the belt from Kenny Omega and take the Triple A title from him. But, you know, we really kind of got to wait and see. And you're thinking, Sam, hello, you didn't make a prediction. Yeah, I am. Who do I think Joker's Wild's going to be? Since I saw him on Friday night, Walking pretty well, flexing, then saw him Saturday doing the same things, dropping hints or Easter eggs. I think the Joker's Wild is the fan favorite of the Dark Order. No, I'm not talking about Colt Cabana. I think we see Johnny Hungry. I think John Silver comes back. I don't know that he'll win it, though. I think there'll be some sad, sad story. Since he's such a fan favorite, I think he has to win it. And I don't think that anybody really wants to see John Silver versus Kenny Omega yet. So, I think he gets thrown out 
in a sad, sad way. Um, maybe by QT Marshall and Nick. And they, you know, throw him over. And, of course, he has a sad face. Uh, but that is my prediction on who is the Joker's Wild. Who do I want to win and who am I predicting to win? If you've been following these episodes, you probably know. No, it's not Jungle Boy. I think Penta will. And that is a match that I want to see again. Penta versus Kenny Omega. I think that would be absolutely excellent. So, I think John Silver will be the Joker's Wild. And I think Penta ends up winning it. However, still holding out for those Impact Wrestlers to come through. Um, let's go to the AEW Tag Team Championships. I think John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are probably the biggest baby faces tag team wise uh, around. I think fans absolutely think they're wonderful. I think it kind of eats at both of them <laughs> because they want to be so bad. I mean, they tell you how they're from the streets, how they'll take care of you, they'll put you in the ground. And on and on and on. And they stole the Young Bucks shoes. So I I think they are over as over can be. But I also finally like the Young Bucks again. I like the Young Bucks in the Bullet Club in New Japan as heels. And this baby face run that they've been on for years has drove me crazy. If you've listened to some earlier episodes, you've heard that. I told you, I hated the Bucks. Now, they got a little edge to them. I kind of like it. Here's the thing. And I know you guys don't want to hear it. Because like I said, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are over. I personally would like nothing else than for them to win the belts. I want to see Eddie Kingston carry a belt. Two reasons. They won't win. The Young Bucks are winning and retaining their tag team championships. Number one, they've already planted the seed of Eddie Kingston's leg. We saw them go after it again. And I think that will be how they win. I can see uh, Matt Jackson putting the sharpshooter on Eddie Kingston. The second reason, and if John Moxley, John Good, knew that I was using this as a reason... He would be calling me on the carpet and wanting to beat my ass. But Renee, his wife, is, I think, 36 weeks pregnant now. or thirty. She may be 37. I don't know. They're getting ready to have that baby. They're not going to put the belt on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston 
knowing that John Moxley may not show up when he's scheduled. And I know all of you would say, he won't do that. Do you remember when Renee got COVID? He stayed home. He took care of her. He made sure that she had everything to eat, anything she wanted, and all of that. He was also nervous and scared that he had it and did not want to give it to other wrestlers. So even though he was testing negative the whole entire time that Renee was testing positive, he still wouldn't come down and risk that. And he didn't want her to be alone. I think that's also how he is as a father. If you have ever listened to him, when he is being honest and real, he has said he wants to be there for this little girl. He does not want her not to know her father because he's always on the road. He wants to have a relationship with her. He wants to bond, and he does not want Renee to think that she's a single parent. So, there is your two reasons why, as much as I want them to, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston will not win the belts yet. After the baby is born, all bets are off. I see them winning it, and I see Eddie Kingston getting his gold around his waist, and I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, the AEW Women's Championship, Sheeta against Dr. Britt Baker. I want Shadia to win. I like her. I've enjoyed her as a champion. Like I said, I think it was Friday night, she has been their champion for 377 days. And I would like her to continue. I think she's done an excellent job. She's taken on all comers. She sells very well. She also uses weapons very well. But I agree with so many of fans that are predicting that it is Dr. Britt Baker's time. It is her time to become the women's champion and be the role model she professes to be. So I am predicting Dr. Britt Baker. But, hey, you know me. There's always a but. I think we see after this match, we see one of three women confront Dr. Britt Baker. I think we either see Thunder Rosa, because I don't think Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker are done. Especially with the ratings they've drawn and the matches they've had. We see the introduction of 
Camille. You guys don't know who Camille is. She is an NWA wrestler that has been a bodyguard type force for their champion, Nick Aldis. She is built like a brick house. And she has issues with Thunder Rosa. She has issues with Serena Deeb. And so, why wouldn't she have issues with Dr. Britt Baker? Now, I don't think this is the program that should be Dr. Britt Baker's first. Because I don't know if Camille can keep up with Britt Baker on the mic. She can in the ring, but I don't know if she can on the mic. Thunder Rosa can. And then my third is the one that I always want to show up. I find a way to get her into every single pay-per-view and tell you some big long story. I'm going to tell you Saturday she was in Texas and she has a wrestling school that is six or seven hours long that she always posts pictures of. So she was in Texas as of Saturday. If they wanted to keep it secret, and she could have flown in late tonight or early tomorrow morning, I want Tessa Blanchard to show up and take on Dr. Britt Baker. Is that going to happen? <sighs> Probably not. But I'm still going to predict it for every single pay-per-view until it happens. Her place is not in the WWE. Who do I think it will be, though, is, like I said, Thunder Rosa. Um, let's go to the AEW World Championship. There's a lot of people wanting Orange Cassidy to win. I personally would like to see Pac win. I think he would make a great champion. But Kenny Omega has already signed up to take on Moose. To take on Andrade at Triple Mania. I do not see him losing this belt to Orange Cassidy. I think it would be a joke. Or I don't see him um, losing it to Pac. I think Pac was left in there to take the pin. And I think Kenny Omega wins this. And I think it should be quick. And no, it will not be the main event. The main event is going to be the stadium stampede. I think... Because it's supposed to be live. I think they have cameramen all over the place. Shooting different things. That way if someone would get hurt. Slip, fall. Do something like that. Then the next segment. With the next two wrestlers. Or the next four wrestlers or whatever. Can go a little longer. And I think that they have that planned out. I don't think there will be a lot of comedy segments in this. But I think there will be some. After all, it's got MJF, Sammy Guevara, um, 
Wardlow sometimes plays into that, and um, Chris Jericho. So I think we will have some comedy segments, but I can't see the Lucha Bros and FTR participating in them. I really can't. Um, really would like to see Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara go after each other in, you know, a two or three minute segment and actually cause some pain. I could definitely see Sammy being the one in the golf court chasing Sean Spears. Now, I think this ends in the ring. I don't know how it ends in the ring. I think the inner circle wins. I think they end this pay-per-view with the baby faces winning. And I don't think that they want the inner circle having to split up and go their own ways. I don't think Chris Jericho wants that because I don't think he wants to split from Sammy Guevara. And I don't think that he really wants to split from Jake Hager either. The surprise I could see. I'm not predicting it. It would be a miracle. And I do mean a miracle if they pulled this off. But I'm calling my shot right here, right now. Is if, due to Chris Jericho's arm being the way it is, being hurt, he is spending on and off time throughout the summer with Fozzie doing a tour. I can see the inner circle, since they are the baby faces now, getting a new member. No, I don't mean Mike Tyson. Um, if it's going to happen soon, it will happen here. I can definitely see the new member of the inner circle that will somewhat lead the inner circle while Jericho is off taking care of his injuries and there be some fights, some friction, all of that. But the fans will love him and will get the inner circle over even more. And he has said he wants to take on New Japan wrestlers. Well, AEW allows you to go to Japan. Take them on over there. Or they bring them over here and you take them on. I can very, very much see either at the beginning of the match Jericho saying, I can't do this because of my arm. Doctor won't clear me. Blah, blah, blah. Or, in the middle of the match, calling a timeout and saying, I need to replace myself, we need to substitute. That's within the rules of the stadium stampede or whatever. 
and I can see Daniel Bryan becoming a member of the Inner Circle and them winning due to that. Do I think it happens? I think you got probably a 40-60 chance that it does. Um, I know WWE is really wanting to sign him. But you think about it. Yes, AEW is going on the road. But guys, on the road to AEW is two days a week. So that they can work the indies, they can go to Japan, they can go to Mexico... Um, John Moxley was planning on going. He already had matches set. He was planning on going to England, uh, Germany, and Spain, I think it was. Don't hold me to that one. Uh, but he was planning on going to Europe and still doing AEW stuff. So, Daniel Bryan would be wide open to do and to take on whoever he wanted in AEW. So, does creativity win out or does money win out? Because, like I said, if Daniel Bryan does not show up tonight, I don't think he shows up in AEW. I think he goes back to WWE and shows up at SummerSlam. As bad as I hate it. Um, I really, really hope he shows up tonight. I think that would be wonderful. And I have talked your ears off. Write me your predictions. Give me your wildest thoughts of who shows up. Or what happens? Who's the Joker's wild? Who wins the casino battle royal? Do you see any changes in the championship? Because I personally have predicted two. I think the women's championship and the TNT championship. I know a lot of you are predicting the women's championship... And the Tag Team Championship. Write me and tell me. Like I said, email ProWrestlingOT at gmail.com. Because I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to seeing if you can beat me in my predictions. Don't forget that I went, uh, what was it, 7-2 on the last pay-per-view of Impact Wrestling. I um I don't know. I may be going nine and oh on this one. Guys, I'll talk to you later and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. 
for the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.